your Division II champions, Grand Valley State. It's the Ankara Podcast, presented by the Grand Valley Sports Network. Hello again, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Anchor Up Podcast. It's brought to you by Metro Health, the official sports medicine provider of GBSU Athletics. Your health, our passion. Today is Thursday, April 22nd, and we are a little bit late getting this out today because myself was out yesterday getting the second round of the vaccination. I'm two weeks away from full efficacy, so uh, Tim, we're ready to go. You can send me anywhere you want. Are you, are you feeling good? My arm's a little sore. You know, Coach Williams came up behind me today and gave me a nice little pat on the shoulders to say hello. Hit right on that spot. That did not feel good. But that's really the only side effect I've had is kind of a little sore shoulder. But, you know, I went to sleep early last night, woke up feeling fine. So, so far, so good. Hopefully it keeps on going you're that not, way. You're not showing that soprano toughness from New, New Jersey area, are you? What do you mean? I mean, well, you know, by, by, Oh, I should have yeah. said no, nothing yeah, hurts, everything's exactly. fine. Exactly. Well, I'm, I'm going to be honest with the people, you sopranos. know. Sopranos. I mean, I'm not Italian. Yeah, but you've lived in New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> that's not how it works. That's how it though. is. Okay, so you're, of, if you're from New Jersey, you have to have yeah, the soprano yeah, toughness. Gotcha. Exactly. All right, well, moving on. Welcome back to another episode. Glad to have you guys alongside. Time to recap a busy week in Laker athletics. Our weekly recap brought to you by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. Here for you now. More than ever, confidence comes with every card. The Laker lacrosse team began a long trek. They're traveling a lot of miles over these couple of weeks. At first, they went up to Marquette, Michigan, where it was actually in the 50s last week, believe it or not, Tim. They, they were able to get outside and enjoy some sunshine. Spring weather in Marquette in April. Have you ever heard of that? Yeah, well, not much. I mean, there was still <laughs> snow up there. I mean, don't, well, don't, yeah. kid, don't kid yourself. Uh, they were able to dip their toes in the uh, in Lake Spear, which is still very chilly. I mean, yeah. Very chilly. Um, that's soprano toughness right there. That's soprano toughness. If they if they really would have gotten in waist deep, then we're talking then we're talking toughness. Well, you, you know, like when in, soccer goes when up soccer there in the up, fall, they yeah. use it as their ice baths yeah, after right. the games in at Northern because the the lake wraps right around their soccer field. Yeah, and it's 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 icy. Yeah, no, it's an ice bath. That's yeah, for uh, sure. Northern Michigan did a cool promo this uh, winter where the Wildcat was on the ice playing on Lake Superior in the cove there playing hockey. And you could literally, the the ice was so clear you could see through into the water below. Is that safe? Yeah, because it was, I mean, it was, it was like a foot deep. Oh, that stuff gets frozen pretty oh, solid. Yeah, then, huh? yeah, it freeze. Oh, okay. I mean, in like close to land it does. Out, out, out right. deep? No, it ain't, it ain't freezing out there. Well, I guess as long as you can stay deep. close to shore. Plus, yeah, it's got plenty of fur to keep itself warm just in case it falls in. <laughs> yeah, but, exactly. But the Lakers went up there, took care of business, two couple of double-digit wins over the Wildcats. The Lakers stay undefeated in GLIAC play and keep themselves in the top 10 in the IWLCA rankings, taking care of their business so far, giving themselves a chance at that NCAA regional. Again, it was trimmed to just three teams that qualify, so right now they're in the thick of it with Regis, who has started playing again, UND and Lindenwood. By the way, the NCAA coming out announcing the Division II women's lacrosse regional sites. The Midwest region will be played at Lindenwood, so the Lakers hoping to get to go down to the home of the Lions and play in a couple of weeks in the NCAA regional. they got to take care of their business, though. They got another busy week this week. We'll talk about that in just a little bit, but a really nice job. First in the first game on Friday, 11 different players scored. Four different players had hat tricks, and then three more had hat tricks on Sunday. Maddie Champagne earning her third player of the week honors in the GLIAC with another outstanding performance by her, a sophomore that's really impressed in her first real full season 
at GVSU. And you know, Coach Lawler was really excited about her when she came in and she showed why. And then Leah Johnson on the defensive side did an outstanding job. Northern Michigan had the leading scorer in the GLIAC, and I believe they held her just one goal between the two games. So a really nice job on both ends of the field. Playing up in the Superior Dome, which is always a little different, uh, but the Lakers get the job done. They go 2-0 and last week. Softball, meanwhile, they split with Northwood over the weekend, took game one, scored four runs in the first inning, won 5 nothing. Hannah Viatis carrying a no-hitter into the fifth inning before a pair of bloop singles in that inning. She would strand the runners, allow just one more base runner the rest of the way, a two-hit shutout by Viatis. Last week, she was named the GLIAC Pitcher of the Week because of her dominant performances, two seven-inning shutout wins. She allowed just seven combined hits, all of them singles, struck out 19 across the two games, and she just continues to get better and better every week, but Northwood did exactly what you talked about, Tim. They pitched the Lakers backwards. They went with their ace in game two, and they got the win in that one to earn the split. Northwood, they played some really good competition. They beat Indy earlier this year. One of Indy's only two losses mm-hmm. this season. Northwood also beat Trevecca Nazarene earlier this season, who beat the Lakers twice. So when you start looking at the RPI numbers, even though the Lakers record-wise are by far and away the best team in the GLIAC, Northwood <clears throat> RPI-wise, strength of schedule-wise, they're hanging around right there and making a really strong case to be another one of those GLIAC teams that makes their way into the regional. When that comes to Allendale in a few weeks, that was also announced last week by the NCAA that we will host the NCAA regional right now if it were to end this today. I'd imagine the Lakers would be the two seed behind UIndy, but still be hosting. So the, that, that would still come to Allendale no matter what they're doing. The predetermined sites this year because of COVID and making sure that everything's locked in ready to go. So a six-team tournament, they're not doing the two four-team regionals and a super regional. They're doing it all at one site this year in softball. So six teams will come to Allendale. Right now, the Lakers, probably one of them. UND, definitely one of them. And Northwood, looking like they'll be in there as well. We'll wait to see how the rest of the field shakes out. There's some really good teams in in the GMAC and the GLVC as well. They're going to make a strong case. So it's going to be a very interesting regional for the purpose of one and two get the bye in the first round. So mm-hmm. you're going to you're, you're going to go into that second game. Now, you're not playing the same day. You're playing the next day. Obviously, the, the, the three versus six, four, four versus five are playing on the first day. The teams that receive the bye play in the second day against the, those winners. But is it, it is a double elimination. So by saving that arm in that first round, you're, you're able to kind of position your, your pitching staff. So And the Laker pitching staff is really starting to come together, I think, with, with, with Hannah and then uh, Gerald's and, and Eggert's. I mean, they're really building some depth and, and getting those in quality innings in. Yeah, we've seen some really good flashes from Genesis Agart. She's a freshman. Mm-hmm. She won GLIAC Pitcher of the Week a few weeks ago. We've seen some issues with command. We've seen a little bit of inconsistency, which I think you can expect from a freshman. Right. But Samantha Garrell, speaking of which, she got the win in mm-hmm. Game 2 yesterday at Saginaw Valley. The Lakers swept the Cardinals in two totally different games. In Game 1, the Lakers went up 6-3 to three early. Saginaw rallied for three runs in the bottom of the six, two of which were unearned to tie the game at six, forced extras. The Lakers with Megan Kenningshoff leading off the eighth was hit by a pitch. They sacrificed her to second. Then she took third on a flyout. So they had a runner at third with two outs, and then Murderer's Row did their job yep. with Nicoma Holman, Lydia Goble, Morgan Wagner all coming through with base hits. Goble and Wagner each driving in runs. Lydia was four for five in that game, one yesterday. Morgan also had three hits. Both of them had three RBIs in the win. So the Lakers coming through in the clutch, getting the 8-7 to seven victory. Saginaw got one back 
in the bottom of that eighth inning to an important insurance run on the RBI single by Wagner. So the Lakers win game one, eight to seven, then turn things around, and Sammy Garrels was great. She pitched yeah. a complete game shutout, got the win. The Lakers win it three to nothing. Nicole Holman drove in a run in the first inning, and the Lakers kind of coasted to a win. You can kind of count on Sammy for the end of the year, her being at her best, because obviously she is playing basketball through the early No question, of the her progression is below. So, so you're going to have her coming into her prime at the perfect time of the season. She's going to be fresh, but she has enough innings under her belt. And so you're adding another quality arm to your staff. And remember, the year that Hannah got hurt, Sammy became the de facto number two yeah. behind Allison Lepovsky and mm-hmm. really learned a lot during that uh, that stretch there. So, yeah, you're right. She definitely didn't get the full offseason, didn't get the preseason buildup and all of that. So you would expect as she comes out there, I think it was only her fourth or fifth appearance yes, of the season, yeah. and she got her first decision of the year. It's a win, obviously, as the Lakers win 3 nothing. So the Lakers are in prime position to hold on to that number one seed in the GLIAC tournament, which begins May 11th. As we've told you on this podcast, I'll be down there in uh, Sandusky, Ohio, calling the GLIAC championships for the softball tournament. Excited for that. That should be a fun tournament on the two-field set, set up down there in a midweek action. Well, are you going to try to catch some uh, – uh, um the Cedar Point is right there. Oh, yeah, I'm not I a mean, roller coaster guy. You're not guy. a roller coaster guy, huh? No. I was just thinking in between games, go, go hit the Gemini. You know what would be cool? You know how Sunday Night Baseball used to do the broadcast from the outfield bleachers or the you broadcast could, from the different spots? If I could get to the top of a roller coaster. You know, they had the big Ferris wheel there. And they had that, uh, it's like the um, the point where you go up and you kind of circle around and then you come back down. Is that Cedar Point? Yeah, yeah, it is the point at <laughs> Cedar Point. Um that would actually be interesting. That'd be nice. That'd be that'd be a cool photo op, I think, to to call a game. I don't know if that, if the wireless signal for the microphone would reach that far. They I don't know what kind of equipment the Gleak has for me. We'll have to figure that part out. But if you're not a roller coaster guy, then that's a roller coaster park. Well, yeah. I mean, that's well. I, I shouldn't say I'm not a roller coaster guy. I'm a guy that needs somebody to get me onto the first one. Right, and then I need you're to get right. that adrenaline then, okay. going. And okay. then once the adrenaline's going, it was just like when I played football in high school. I needed to get hit. Before I was ready to like even like, and then wake you became up. a player. Yeah, then you, exactly, hundred percent. Then you just you're ready. To I go. was a little shy, a little timid until I got that first hit out of the way, get that first roller coaster out of the way, realize that it's not that bad, and then I was ready to go. It's just what you sometimes it's what you need to get yourself going, man. I'm, I'm an adrenaline guy, I guess. So you just need to get hit, and then you became Derrick Henry. Oh, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> I just became able to step on the football field. That's all it was. Oh. I definitely would never use my name and Derrick Henry in the same sentence. But so the Lakers softball team goes 3-1 and one on the week. Women's soccer, meanwhile, they fall to Ashland. Really tough game for the Lakers coming off a two-week COVID break. They have two full days of training. They're missing eight key players, four starters, two All-Americans, and they're facing a team that's 6-1 and one in the conference. And uh, it was just a tough layout for them. Uh, I think... You know, talking to Coach Hostler on the Sports Report earlier this week, he said it. We didn't wake up quite in time. He thinks maybe because they were so thin, they were trying to save their legs, right. and they did it. They did maybe did a little too much to borrow an NBA term, load management early, so that they were going to have fresh legs at the end, and that's why they couldn't set the tone like they usually do. You know, the first 45 minutes, I think there were three combined shots between yeah. the two teams. It was Whenever. jab, jab, jab. Nobody yeah. really wanted to throw a haymaker, and then a couple of really nice goals give. Ashland credit the Lakers battled back they scored one in the 85th minute and then quite honestly they kind of got hosed there was a handball right in front of the goal by Ashland that the referee just point blank missed and you know it's a key call would have been a penalty kick probably a red card as well and the Lakers are probably playing extra time up a player if that uh, goes the way it's supposed to go you watch the highlight over and over again there's no reason why it should not have been 
a uh, red card and a penalty kick, or at least a yellow card and a penalty kick. But and nonetheless, the Lakers don't get the victory. It's their first GLIAC loss since 2014. Of course, they still haven't lost in the fall in the GLIAC since 2014. Yeah, I mean, it's, but a, it's kind of a weird. Yeah, you know, it, it's it is it is it weird. Is, you know, yeah. you can make all the excuses you want. You can talk about the two weeks off. You can talk about the players missing, but. At the end of the day, you know, we talk about it all the time. Your record is your record. So the Lakers now 3-1-1, one, and one, and they have a huge game coming up tomorrow on the road at Ferris State. That should be a fun one. Uh, we'll make sure to really tell you how you can follow all that and keep up with a good one that should be going on with the number 11-ranked Bulldogs up in Big Rapids tomorrow. So uh, stay tuned for that one. But soccer falls to Ashland last week, then Saginaw Valley. They had COVID issues of their own, so they cancel on Sunday. So it's really the worst-case scenario for the Lakers. They do everything they can to force themselves back. They play shorthanded because they thought they were going to get two games in this week. They don't get a result against Ashland and Saginaw bails anyway. So you do all this to rush back. You right. only play one game. You kind of get some tough breaks and you lose it. So not 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 ideal, but nothing in this uh, this spring and past fall really has been ideal for a lot of people. So just kind of on par. But the Lakers fall with that one. Greta Deloach, a beautiful goal late in that game to get the Lakers back into it. But the Lakers come up just short. Not coming up short, women's golf, Tim. Three golf. straight GLIAC championships and a nice performance in match play on the final day. Tell us about that women's golf outing. Well, they cruised through uh, stroke play in the early rounds. Um, Katie Shipman won her third consecutive medalist honor at the GLIAC championships. Lakers have won three consecutive GLIAC titles, um, 15 overall. And it's, it's kind of an interesting format. And they did this at the Division one, one level for TV purposes where they where you get a team and stroke play that dominates from the outset – then it really there's nothing there's, there's nothing to watch except for maybe the medalist. You know, you're looking for the top five finishers, whatever. So that what they did is they created medal match play where it's a team versus team. However, stroke play is still a part of it as a tiebreaker. And so, like, I'm facing you, and I win the whole 5-4. We're still keeping strokes. Like, you can't blow – if you blow up and get an eight, that counts towards your cumulative score. And so that's so metal match play. So you would beat me by play. three strokes yes, as opposed to beating exactly. me by one hole. Yes. So – that's what they go to, and they did it at the D1 level for TV purposes only. Well, it's kind of filtered down. The NCAA tournament now at the Division II level is going by that format, even though it's not on TV, but go figure. So the GLIAC went to that format as well. So the Lakers defeated uh, Davenport in the semifinals 4-1 uh, to one, and then defeated Wayne State 4-1 to one in the finals. So the Lakers captured their third straight GLIAC title and 15th in school history. Katie Shipman was medalist for the third straight year. Megan Myron f finished third, and Julia Sanchez finished fourth. So Yeah, you talk about what Julia's done. I mean, she's a freshman, and she's really come yeah. on really strong towards the end of the season. Arna's gotten a lot better as Kristen Dodder. Did I say her name yeah, right? Kristen Dodder. That was pretty the, good for just yeah, off the was, cuff, was, right? That was good. But Arna and Julia have really come on strong as those young players, kind of the future. And then I, I was actually really impressed with what Sol Pose did as well, because she had a really tough yeah, she did. first round, yeah. but she bounced back mm -hmm. nicely, showed that senior fifth-year leadership of match. being able yeah. to shake it off, come back on match play, and, and win her match and do her job. So I thought that was really impressive, but nothing as impressive. As Tim mentioned, Katie Chipman, the medalist honors for the third straight year at the GLIAC Women's Golf Championships. That's our Coors Light stat of the week. Coors Light distributed locally by Alliance Beverage. Which, and then this is only a prelude to the her fourth consecutive GLIAC Player of the Year honor. I, I mean, mean, she's low... She has all the low rounds in the league. She's obviously going to be the Glick. So those two year. are separate. Yes, they're separate. Interesting. Yeah. So the, the medalist is the individual champion at the Glick tournament. Right. The pl player of the year is a cumulative part of your season 
and they usually go by your low stroke How often average. are those two players different? It, it has happened because you get a surprise finisher in the GLIAC championship in stroke play, then that individual maybe, maybe wasn't as consistent throughout the year to be the uh, player of the year. Hmm. Okay. I guess I, I kind of like that, that it's two different. Yeah. It can be two different yep. players, yep. and you don't just give mm-hmm. it all on one weekend, even though that's really the entire GLIAC season, if you will, because well, everything else they is... They take all your all your rounds uh, against other GLIAC schools in, into into So there has count. to be at least one other GLIAC school at a yeah. meet for it to count? Yeah. Okay. So. Fair enough. Well, so we talked about that new format with match play, and it worked out for the women. Did it's... not work out for the men, though. A really tough break. I mean, you want to talk about... here? Here's my great moment of the week before we get into it. The, the Laker men's golf team set the GLIAC tournament and their own school record for 36 holes of golf, and they don't win the GLIAC championship. Yeah, it's a, it's a mind-boggling, uh, you know, we, we've talked about the women, and, you know, by doing this, you're changing the rules halfway through an event. So, in baseball, let's just say in the fifth inning we went to, we're going to start with the runner on second base. You know, I mean, that's, that's what you did here um, for the men. They dominated stroke play. Uh, 36-hole scoring record for the GLIAC championship, individual championship, the uh, Grand Valley's 36-hole record, uh, dominated one by 22 strokes over second-seeded Fair State in the stroke play portion. Um, had the medalist and um, Alex Kruger uh, had four of the top eight finishers in stroke play, uh, and then the Lakers defeated. Um, they defeated in Ashland, Ashland right? in, in the first round, four to one, and then the you know and actually. Uh, Charles Long shot a 63 in the second round against Ferris. So the Lakers, again, dominated, it, it, again, your... So here, just to go back real quick. So let, you talked about the eight versus the three. That matters for just our individual matchup. But at the end of the day, if I beat you, it's just one nothing. Yes. It doesn't matter how much I beat you by. So the fact that the two Lakers that won, yes. won by double-digit strokes, and the three Lakers <laughs> exactly. that lost, lost by I, less than three each, <laughs> does not matter. doesn't matter. The fact is that Ferris won three of their fi- of the five yeah. matchups, and Ferris State, by the format, the Lakers didn't lose to Ferris. The Lakers lost to the, the format, format. To, that they it. fall three to exactly. two. And it's, a, it's frustrating, to say the least. Yeah, you feel uh, bad for them because they dominated play. They dominated play for the for ninety nine point nine percent of the weekend on the course. Just dominated. I mean, twenty two lead in stroke play. Um, dominated the. I mean, Ferris had to actually won the semifinal in a tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. Um, so, which came down to the stroke your stroke number um, in terms of head to head. And so, it's it's a weird format. The Laker women were you know were the better team the entire weekend and took advantage of it. The Laker men were the better team the entire weekend in the tournament and lost out to Ferris. And think about the implications for this as well. Oh, yeah. Because Wayne State probably needed to at least beat Ferris to secure a spot in the regional. Now with Ferris getting the automatic qualifier by beating Grand Valley, I don't think Wayne State no, Wayne gets State's into the NCAA regionals. That's a huge loss for them. Yeah. And then Ferris State has an interim head coach who with this win – Maybe probably she, just maybe secured she, herself the job. Yeah, I don't exactly. know. How, how do you say, hey, do you, say? <laughs> you just beat Grand Valley yeah. that has three freshman of the year candidates yeah. and uh, you, you won a GLIAC championship. Yeah, I mean, it, so there's a lot of implications and repercussions from that that might shake out. But, yeah, again, you got to tip your cap to the Bulldogs. Credits where credit's due. They had three players that stepped up and did what needed to get done. But you just feel like it, it just doesn't feel right 
that the Lakers don't win that GLIAC championship. By all accounts, they were the best team there for the entire weekend. It, it kind of it's kind of like soccer, right? Yeah, like you, have, you can dominate a match for ninety not for ninety minutes and still somehow lose one nothing, outshoot a team twenty to one. It's happened to the Lakers before uh, in soccer, but yeah. So it's it, it's just a tough one for the men's team to swallow. But the good news is they've played so well ever since that first tournament where they had yeah. a little bit of a Hiccup, rust to yeah. shake off that they're going to be in the NCAA regional, and who knows, maybe this fuels them to uh, to play as well as they'll need to to get into the NCAA tournament because with the field trimmed to four this year, it's going to be really tough with some really, really good teams in that super regional. The men are combining the Midwest and the Central region to create one big super regional of 16 teams. They'll still keep it so eight from the Midwest, eight from the Central get in, but then of those 16, just four teams will advance to the, the national tournament. So it's going to be really, really hard to uh, to overcome some of those really talented teams. But the Lakers are right there at the top half. They're yeah, in the I mix. Mean, They've just got to play really, you know, really well. We've seen it so many times over the years um, in the regionals we've hosted here at, at, at the Meadows where when you tee off is actually more important to uh, who you're playing against and your actual score. Because like at the Meadows, twice now, Saginaw Valley State and Bellarmine both took advantage of being in the morning tee off times where there was very little wind. They got out. They played the course. They shot a really great number. They went and played well with no wind. And the leaders who teed off in the afternoon played 18 holes in wind, and their whole, their scores ballooned. The leaders that they're the those individuals that are right other than the cut of teeing off in the morning took advantage of it, no wind, and ended up watching their score hold up. And the same, you know, where they're going to be playing, it's it's kind of the same deal. You're in that. You're, it's going to be Kansas City, Missouri. It's a lot of wins, so I mean anything can happen in golf. I mean it, it really doesn't matter. You can be the best team at, at the tournament. A couple bad things happen, and, and we've seen it time and time again. Well, any of our listeners that have played the Meadows know the impact that the wind can have on your score and how much oh, fun yeah. you're having out there at the Meadows. But one thing we can say, we expect no wind issues on June 2nd when you can tee it up with the Lakers for the Irwin Club golf outing. It's our annual golf outing. We missed it last year in June. Wound up pushing it back to the fall. But this right. year we're back for the midsummer outing. It's a ton of fun. There are two flights, one in the morning, one in the afternoon. Visit gvsulakers.com or go to the Irwin Club uh, Twitter page for all the information and how you can register either for your foursome or to sponsor a whole or some other sponsorship opportunities. It's always a ton of fun. I know I'll be out there uh, with hopefully a foursome out there getting to play and uh, compete for that, and uh, you should get out there too. So if you are interested in more information on that, make sure you visit gbsulakers.com and visit the Irwin Club page at the top. There's a little tab up there that says Irwin Club. Click on that. It has all the information for how you can register. So the Irwin Club golf outing coming your way on June 2nd, and we're looking forward to getting back out there. The Anchor Up podcast is brought to you in part by NovaCare. Discover the power of physical therapy with the official physical therapy provider of GVSU Athletics. Also brought to you by PNC Bank, the official bank of GVSU Athletics. PNC Bank for the achiever in you. It's brought to you by Earhart Construction. The official Earhart Construction is the official construction company of the Grand Valley Sports Network. Earhart Construction right from the start. By Homewood Suites Grand Rapids. Enjoy all the comforts of home at the only extended stay hotel in ground downtown Grand Rapids. By Uccello's where great food and sports come together. By DTE Energy. Know your own power. By Mervine beverage reminding you to drink responsibly and it's also brought to you in part by fox motor so that's a look at what has gone on around gvsu athletics the men's tennis team earning the two seed in the gliac tournament with a couple of wins this past week the women are the three tim if you could before we wrap up the uh, recap give us a run through of how they wrapped up the uh, regular season well they made the track through the up they went up in both the uh, on the men's side they defeated Mi michigan tech uh six to one 
And then they lost to Lake Superior State. And Lake Superior State is kind of a weird. They play indoors on a tartan surface. Really, it's not a tennis surface at all. Lake Superior State has a decided advantage playing there. Lakers lost 4-3. to three. The Grand Valley State Lakers lost 4-3. to three Lakers on Lakers. That's Lakers. Always, isn't yeah. it the worst trying to write a recap yeah. whenever we yeah. play Lake yeah. Superior you State? Get, you go GVSU and GV and Grand Valley State LSSU, all the time. GVSU. Yep. So, uh, but the Grand Valley State earned the number two seed in the conference tournament. Fair State seeded one. Uh, Grand Valley State two. Grand Valley State will play the winner of Wayne State Davenport in the first round of the GLIAC tournament. Now it's Depending on the weather, you play it. Uh, if if it's going to be outdoors, you're playing at 11 a.m. If you're playing indoors, you're playing at 9 a.m. So it's a kind of a, it depends on what your you know if they're going to play indoors or outdoors. There's a wind barometer in terms of the wind's blowing too hard. You're going to go indoors. Snow, rain, obviously you're going indoors. But uh, outstanding year for Grand Valley State. They started they struggled in the, in the beginning, but really played themselves into they they kept strong and really played well in the GLIAC six and two. So I know. Uh, Coach Shaw is excited about uh, their prospects. They lost to Ferris earlier this year, six to one, but it really was much closer than a six to one score. Four matches went three sets. They lost three of those four three set matches, and they were seven five tiebreakers. So, um, on the women's side, the women uh, defeated Michigan Tech and Lake Superior State. They've earned the number three seed. So the Lakers uh, will play Purdue Northwest in the first round matchup in that three six matchup. So the women are ranked regionally. Um, however, it probably it's going to play out. Uh, because the GMAC is going to get an automatic bid, they're they steal a bit, bit basically because they're not in the regional rankings and they're not right. very good, but they get that automatic bid. Um, so you're going to have to win the GLIAC championship probably to get in the, the NCAA regional. So the Lakers are playing for their uh, NCAA regional bid. It, it'll, it'll come down to uh, Fair State, Grand Valley, and Wayne State. T- top three teams, Grand Valley State will probably get Wayne State in the semis. You have to win, beat Wayne State and Fair State to get in the regional. If they were to take down Wayne State in the semifinals, though, does that put them it in a position them. where maybe they'd get in as that second GLIAC school? Possibly, but the GLVC has probably two or three schools that are regionally ranked a little bit higher than Lakers. So if you really want to get your bid, you win the GLIAC championship. Well, that's the and, only way to guarantee and, and, it Yeah, for guarantee sure. it. So, you know, it's, 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 it's a tough deal this year. Weren't, weren't able to play many non-conference matches against the GLVC. Right. Um, and so you're kind of at the mercy of your schedule. So the Lakers uh, will face off. Purdue Northwest, and then get to – they really want to play Wayne State because you want to build your points for that reason. If you can somehow get in, the the, the better opponent you're playing will help your uh, regional ranking. For sure, and that look at the GLIAC tournament on the men's and women's tennis side is the beginning of our upcoming schedule presented by Ziegler Automotive. Just heard where tennis is going. They're off to Northwood in the GLIAC tournament. Meanwhile, Outdoor track and field is on the road this week. They hosted the Al Owens Classic, by the way, this past week. A couple of nice performances. Justin Scavarda getting an automatic qualifier in the uh, throw. But, you know, we always uh, we always want to give a shout-out to Al Owens whenever he can be the starter. <clears throat> and, it's still uh, a classic and not a memorial. That's right. He, that's, that's, good. His, that's his go-to that's joke. His go-to. I, this is my yeah. fourth year. I'm wrapping up my fourth year here. I've heard that joke four times now. So he, uh, he definitely continues to uh, play the hits, if you will. But Al Owens back there, and, you know, he, he, he walks around like the mayor. When the Al Owens oh. Classic is going on, he's shaking hands, kissing babies, doing whatever he can to uh, stay, say hello to as many people. And <laughs> yeah, we, we, it's funny, we were getting over there to set up the live stream on Saturday, and we were driving up on the golf cart, and Al is out there in the walkway talking to a couple of Michigan Tech runners, and, you know, he's just schmoozing it up like he always does. And, and Tim just throws out there, hey, do you, you guys know who you're talking to? And they're kind of like, uh, no. Like, you know, you <laughs> no, would figure. why would they? Exactly. And, and, and Tim's like, well, what – 
what meet are you at? And they're like, the Al Owens Classic, and Al's got Al Owens on his Niner's shirt. Coat, yes. And they finally, I think they both kind of see it at the same time, and it clicks. They read his name on it, printed on his it shirt. So and, oh, wow, okay. Talking to and, a legend. And, and it definitely, uh, that brightened up Al's morning for oh, sure. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, so the Al Owens Classic, some good performance. The Lakers will be on the road this week. They're returning home the following week for another impromptu outdoor meet to try to get a couple more qualifiers and get some people ready for the national championships, which, by the way, will be at the outdoor track and field complex here in Allendale in May. So they'll be back in a couple of weeks. They're on the road this week, though. There was an interesting uh, uh, circumstance at Eastern Kentucky where the Lakers did run uh, the start-finish line. Oh was yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It wasn't in, so so we're ver- we're trying to verify a, a couple of school records, which maybe not school records now as we as we go back. So the Eastern Kentucky has to go back. What they did is they re- redid their track, and when they painted it, evidently they didn't they didn't put the start finish line. The steeplechase wasn't the, exactly the, at the right no. line. So so they are they're measuring those. The coach Baltus so came in the office yesterday and said, "Hold up on uh, entering those times into the record book." <laughs> <laughs> because they might not be records. Uh, evidently, some some coaches were were like intrigued by the time that their individuals ran, and it was like, uh, it doesn't seem right here. Well, one of the coaches he said was a former really talented steeplechaser. They broke it, and, and so he's the one who looked yeah. at it and said, you know. I've run that a bunch, and that doesn't look quite right. So they went back and looked at it, measured it. Sure enough, it was a little bit off. So stay tuned to see if those school records remain school records in the outdoor steeplechase. But women's lacrosse continuing their cross-country tour. They went up to Marquette last week. Listen to this travel schedule. They're going to Erie, Pennsylvania. They're actually already in Erie, Pennsylvania. They left yesterday. They're going to Rochester, New York today to play Roberts Wesleyan, a a nationally ranked Mm -hmm. team. They'll come back to Erie after that. Then on Friday, go down to Ashland, Ohio to play the Eagles twice and then come back to Allendale. So it's a wild trip that they're going on. It's almost like they're, uh, you know, they used to go to Philadelphia or Pennsylvania yeah, for, for the, the for the Sparks. Yeah. And then they used to, or Maryland rather, yep. for that. And then they went to Colorado one time. So I was joking with Coach Lawler. I said, hey, it's kind of like you guys are going on your spring break trip, except instead you're playing, you know, Gleeck School. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, and the, the reason they're doing this is because Upper Iowa couldn't field the team. Upper Iowa right. was an affiliate member of the Gleeck in women's cross. Uh, for the second year in a row. No, they failed. haven't played a game. Yep. Um, so uh, Lakers had two uh, games that they were able to try to substitute, and they really, really wanted to play a good opponent because it's going to help their RPI in terms of those regional rankings. Yep. As we come down to, th- there's really four teams battling for three spots. Correct. Maybe you could say there's two teams battling for one spot, and uh, Lakers and, and Regis, are, Rangers actually, are battling for that spot. So it's really great, great that she was able to pick this up late in the year to find an opponent with a quality record and a ranking where they can uh, get a result. For sure. So they're on the road this week. Men's and women's golf are getting ready for their regionals. We already kind of discussed those, and we will discuss those a little bit further as they come closer into focus. But that's a look at your upcoming schedule. Baseball on the road at Parkside as well. Going to be great to see them back in yeah. action after a yeah. few weeks. And I've heard they've got a couple of new players too. Well, they, they, they were scanning the uh, waiver wire. <laughs> I'm <laughs> just trying to pick up some <laughs> players. No, in, in all seriousness, they, they've had COVID issues, um, and the la- they've missed the last two weeks because Wayne State and Saginaw Valley State, uh, there are league minimums you have to have mm-hmm. for the number of players, pitchers and position players, and the Lakers didn't meet those minimums. And it was really kind of weird. Through the contact tracing, 
like one player took out an entire house because they live together. You know, your baseball right. players, you're going to have four guys in a house, and they all live together. They're student athletes. Football's the same way. Lacrosse is the same way. Soccer, all these, indiv- you know, they live together. So when one, when one individual tests positive, you're, you're pulling down three or four others with you on, based on contact tracing. And that's just based on it, who you live with. Forget yes, about who exactly, your locker's next exactly. to and who so, you come in contact with on the field and all that. So they um, baseball got just – it was weird, the timing of it, because they would get three guys back and then somebody would pop into positive and then they would take three or four more guys out. So they haven't been able to put the full team together. They do have enough now where they can uh, – they have enough in, uh, position players and pitchers and uh, they went out, and there were some individuals that uh, uh, have played baseball before, and uh, they picked them up from various other sports. Yeah, a couple of two-sport athletes now that might wind up uh, taking over this weekend, and we'll see what happens. So we'll keep a close eye on that one. Anyone who's listening here who uh, doesn't, hasn't picked up what we're putting down, make sure you check out the box scores this weekend to see if there's a familiar name that pops up from this very podcast, if you will, uh, when, when it's all said and done. But some other big news coming this week as we finish up our weekend preview. That's brought to you by Ziegler Automotive. we got to tease it one more time. Next Monday, we've got some breaking news that's really going to rock your world. So make sure you stay tuned for that. You know, I'm, I, I'm a rock and roll guy. I know you're I'm a rock and roll 80s, guy. 80s, 90s. I mean, we have never gone yeah. on a road trip oh. without you breaking out the old school rock and roll. That is your go-to, what is it, Foreigner? What's your favorite? Uh, well, I mean, you really just, you know, Led Zeppelin, Boston. Boston's Arrow, the one that you, Arrow, you Boston's yeah. my all-time favorite band. Oh, you know, it's foreplay slash long road yeah, or long time long is your time. favorite yep. uh, yep. favorite the, song. The, the That's where the fourth song came in. Yep, and uh, Aerosmith and, uh, I mean, just a – and I was in the office working uh, late, and you guys are always always laugh at me. I'll, I'll, I'll oh, we don't need a throw reason. Some, I'll throw some, uh, you know, on on YouTube, just some playlists. Yeah. So Vision Quest, if you are in the mid '80s, Vision Quest was a weird, it was a crazy movie. Great soundtrack. I forgot how good the soundtrack was to Vision Quest. <laughs> it was awesome. As I'm, I'm, I'm playing the soundtrack. I mean, all these songs came back, and it was just, I mean, it, the movie, yeah, not great. But the soundtrack, but the music, the man. soundtrack was awesome. Like Top Gun, Top Gun. The soundtracks for movies back then were awesome. I would venture to say, as I, as I, and you're, you're right. All that music is very good. But I would say there's a certain like classic oh, rock chord that, not that all the songs sound the same. I'm not going to go no, that route. No. But they all have the same vibe. The ones that they use for movies all have that same kind oh, of yeah, upbeat no chord combination no that question. you can kind of plug and chug them into any of those movies and it'd work. Yeah. But they're all really good songs and it's all really it's, it's really cool. But it, it's fun to sometimes get some music history lessons from you too. Well, though. Rock and roll, that's where it's at. Because you were a concert guy too, oh, right? Oh, huge concert guy. Huge concert guy. Loved it. Yep, Genesis well. Fieldhouse, Ozzy Osbourne, um, Aerosmith. Well, I mean, hopefully was, concerts are coming back soon, man. Oh, I hope so. Hopefully concerts and obviously get you guys back inside all of our facilities at full capacity to watch sports. And if not, you'll be able to follow us, you know, football, all over the place. Football season tickets. That's right. Oh, they're back. They're, they're, going, they're, 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 they're hot right now. They are. They went on sale last week, and they're flying like hotcakes. So if you're interested in making sure you secure your spot for uh, your spot during home games at Lubber Stadium, with seven home games this year, by the way, if you want to make sure you're coming to all seven, make sure you secure your season tickets 
They are on sale now. We'll keep you updated as to when single game tickets go on sale. Not quite yet. So your only way to guarantee you get tickets to all those big games is by locking up your season tickets. Visit GVSUtickets.com or GVSULakers.com for more information. You can also call the box office or visit the at GVSUtickets social media accounts as well for all the up-to-the-minute information. So, again, big announcement Coming on Monday, make sure you stay tuned for that. It's coming from GVSU Football. So the at GVSU Football social media accounts will have that breaking news coming on Monday. Tim, I think that's our show. That's it. It was a great show. Uh, Teams are winding down the regular seasons, getting ready for tournament play. And uh, it's fun to watch. The kids have been awesome. They're still getting tested six times a week. Yeah, we just got done and getting our COVID get, test. I just got vaccinated, ours. so yep. I'm two weeks away from efficacy, and hopefully everybody else that's a big is word. along that. It is. That's a big word. And to just roll it off the tongue it like is. that. It's it almost like crazy. I work in broadcasting. Yeah, yeah maybe. Maybe, yeah. I might have a future in it. You know, it's funny because I do PA at softball. Mm-hmm. So before we go, one final quick story. And Andy, who's the chaplain for the team, mm-hmm. he after the first day I did PA, and now he also was the chaplain for basketball. He's traveled with us. I do the radio. He knows what I do, I think. But he comes up to me. After the first game that I did PA for softball, and he goes, you know, I just want to tell you, you know, you do PA, you speak very nicely. I think if you wanted to have a future in this industry, I think you could do it. Thanks, chap. Thanks, chap. (laughs) (laughs) I hope so. Well, we hope you enjoyed the show. That is our broadcast. Our Anchor Up podcast is brought to you by Metro Health, the official sports medicine provider of GBSU Athletics, your health, our passion. We'll talk to you next week. Until then, for Tim Knott, this is Jake Levy saying so long, and as always, Anchor Up. (laughs) 